in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top 10, I'm John Roca. And I am Matt Nost, and we are excited to be bringing you another edition of Topic Thunder. This is a show that we do for our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. There is a specific email that they can send in whatever they'd like us to talk about. We don't know what it is beforehand. We are just as surprised as you, so we look forward to it. It's a, it's a fun, completely different show, weekend week out and john i believe it is your turn to start all right let me start us off with jeremy bowers he had sent two last time we only took one of them so we'll jump into his second one here he says hey matt and john i recently have thought about making a career change oh <laughs> you've come to the right place i've been in the culinary world since i was 17 and it's all i know for the most part what advice can you give me about my next step p.s matt when is dropping dimes coming back this is jeremy he sent this on monday october 4th so Apparently, Dropping Dimes is back. So, uh, it is. <laughs> what advice can we yeah. give about the next step? Well, I mean, go ahead, man. I would say follow whatever your passion is. Yeah. Um, you know, you've been in culinary world since you were 17, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I'm assuming, quite a few years. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how old he is now, but we met him. Um, and he still seems like a youngish kid. So maybe yes. it's like seven, eight years that he's been doing it. I don't know. Okay. Seems like potentially his early mid twenties, something good. along those lines. Um, I mean, if you have an idea as to what you want to do, then just follow that is mm-hmm. as cliched as it is, you know, uh, the idea of, of if you truly love it, then you'll never work a day in your life where I don't fully believe that to be true. Um, because there's still the grind sometimes, even in a job that you love. Yeah. You have the days and you're like, shit, I got to do this all day. Like the the unappealing aspects of it. But it's a part of the overall goods. You don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but just find something that you genuinely like to do because it's your life. Yeah. Um, don't want to see you wasting it, pissing away that that precious commodity, the only one that you truly have on something that you hate. Yeah. That's the thing you have to look at. Okay, what am I going to do next? What do I want to do next? What inspires me? Because if you're really leaving the culinary world, it's it's for two reasons. One, you either hate it, or two, you feel like you've done everything you can do with it, and it's not for you anymore. So the door opens up for the possibility of, okay, what do I want to do next? If you take just another job, then you're never really going to find out what you can do or what you want to do. And if there's maybe a avenue for you to do that so maybe you need to take another job just kind of pay the bills for now but make sure you focus on what it is you want to do next like have some real conversations with yourself with yourself take a walk go out hang out on the beach or wherever you live take a walk and sit down with you have multiple conversations with yourself what's the thing that really inspires you dig and find it and uh, once you find it then you can start taking the steps to go and try and get it and look you Sometimes you can't deny the human desire for what it wants, honestly. And 
if you keep pounding away at it and keep getting better at it, whatever it is you choose to do, then eventually the doors will open. Mm -hmm. Um, You've just got to be willing to put the time in. And I'm sure you could say in the culinary world, especially because my girlfriend is a, is a former chef. So I know the cul she's told me stories. The culinary world can be quite exhausting, demanding, uh, requiring you of a lot of hours. Yeah. And so since that you've already done that for something that you don't clearly don't want to be in anymore, you have the ability to put that same kind of effort and dedication and time and uh, um, physical exertion towards what you do want to do. So that's that's what I would say. Make sure you do the research, do your own investigation. You're, you're, as Matt said, um, you may still be young, but you're not a kid anymore. So you've got to figure out what the game plan is. And I would encourage also reading books or biographies of successful business people who have failed at other ventures until they figured out what it is they really wanted to do and how they went about doing that. Because nothing wrong with following another person's blueprint to get to where you want to be. It doesn't mean you have to follow every step, but yeah. it could help you. you know? And you may not have a specific idea of what you want to do. You just kind of burnt yeah. out on this. Mm-hmm. So uh, perhaps putting your fingers in a bunch of different pies yeah. to figure out what you do find enjoyable, but find something that you do gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. And right now the job market is so uh, plentiful yeah. yeah, that you have probably more access and more ability to get something that a few years back they would have had steeper qualifications or a more stringent uh, policy about even just getting an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and first, you know, for as many stories as there are, like that guy out of Florida saying, I applied to 30 places and only one called me back. Right. I know of quite a few business owners where they'll hire anybody right now. Yeah. And they're getting ghosted by about 75% of the people that apply for the job. Yep. That's not an exaggeration. So I mean, there are both sides of the coin, but I know that there are plenty of job opportunities out there Yeah, uh, across numerous uh, spectrums and fields. Um, yeah. God, for some reason, I thought Jeremy used to drive organs around, like from... <sighs> Donated organs. I that, that was, was Mets. That's Jeremy Metz. Oh, that's Metz. Yeah, this yeah, is Bowers. yeah, yeah. Okay. Not Bowers. Another Bowers Jeremy. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, Metz is a Jets fan. Okay. Is that how you remember? <laughs> yes, Metz Jets. Metz is a Jets. Yeah. He, I think he wore the Jets cap when we when he came to our live show in L.A. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I yeah. hope that's enough advice. And there are podcasts that you can listen to as well. Go research that. That help you kind of figure out. Mm-hmm. what to do the, the biggest mistake you can make is have too much of an ego about it like just figure yeah. it out you know it's not if easy. there's something specifically you want like mm-hmm. uh you know i remember I, I knew somebody that wanted to get a job at costco mm-hmm. of all places but they have they, they start you off at a good salary yeah they do it's good money yeah, it's full benefits. Like, and if you stay with the company for long enough, they reward you over the course of years, and it's yep. just a long-term, stable, excellent job. And I was like, dude, if you went there literally every day and just showed up, went and talked to the manager, and just mm-hmm. said, "Hey, if you have an opening, I'd love to interview for it. If not, have a nice day," and just left. I realize it takes time out of your day, but if you really want the job, eventually they're going to give it to you. Yeah, because they see your dedication. Yeah, that's and how I got matters. into bartending. Mm-hmm. Just started off and it's like, ah, if you ever need help, I started as a bar back, but bar back got me in the door and then just was a great bar back and just dropped tents with the manager. If there's yeah. ever the opportunity, uh, and eventually that opportunity arose, boom, game of bartender. Yeah. 
I mean, for two years, I pestered Christian and Mark and Campia to hire me full time at Collider. Two years. Like I was on them every week. Every time I came in to host a after show, every time I came in to do whatever, um, I was just like, I know I can do this. Give me an opportunity. I know I can do this. And um, eventually, when I, when one of those three left, uh, the door opened up for the possibility because that person had been stopping me getting hired there, that the door opened up and I could get the job there. So that worked out for me in the end because I was able to learn so much develop a a following and boom you know create the stuff that i'm creating now and be able to run my own thing now so it just but too many people get caught up in the ego of it oh i don't want to bother people i don't want to seem like a bother people like it when you're dedicated when you want something you know one way or another have you pestered them to get it who gives a shit did you get it that's what matters now go and do something with it you know that's what i would say too many too much too many people falter on the whole i don't want to be a bother well, you do yeah, that, I think you're not going to fucking make it. You're not going to fucking make it. I'm saying to break to you. You're not going to fucking make it if you could think all the time that you're a bother. I don't think you have to be an aggressive asshole, but there is a there's a happy medium you have to find for yourself. It's my opinion. Not, not okay. Matt's yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you and I are different, bro. You and I are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a complex. That's a much more complex situation to me. Right. It, but and also for me, it's a cultural thing. As a Latino, I naturally have to work differently. I naturally have to work harder. I naturally have to be, you know, kind of. I have to have a different approach to the whole situation. You know, so I just years of doing comedy and the number of people that demand to be on shows that they have they put nothing into. Well, that's different, right? Because that's but that's still someone saying me, me, me. I deserve. I deserve. I deserve. So I but, naturally don't yeah. do that shit because I've seen it so much, and you just don't right. like. I don't like those people because it's like I'm sorry. I I've always asked nicely. Hey, I'd love to do yeah. it sometime, but if not, no worries. That's pretty much my stock, mm-hmm. you know, reach out. Yeah. Uh, but to demand that's a, the collider stuff and all that. Be like, Hey, great. If it works out, but if it doesn't, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but I also well, didn't have the same goals and aspirations right. that you did. Yeah. I didn't demand it. Right. Obviously I was just like, I'd love to do it. Please look at me. Here's the resume. Here's whatever you need. Like if you, if it pops up in conversation, bro, I'd love it. If you mention my name, like I, I didn't go like, I deserve this. I, I never did that. It's but so that's you got to understand what the happy medium is. You know, you want to be aggressive in wanting the job, um, but you've got to have the credentials, right? It isn't just talking your way into a job. You got to have the credentials. You know, Matt, you have more than enough credentials. You could, if you wanted to, I if you if you wanted to get to Drew Carey, whoever, what you want to say, Dane Cook or whatever status, I'm sure it would take you being a little bit of a jerk in the whole thing. But you've oh, got yeah. credentials to back that up. Yeah, yeah. No, there that. is a, a me first type of mentality. Oh, yes, that I definitely lack when it comes to you talk to some people and just like, but boy, they think they are. Yeah, right. flat out amazing. Like I have, I'm sorry. Perhaps it's uh, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. but there's also a desperation in that in the oh, entertainment yeah. business, right? I gotta make it. I gotta make it. 100. percent You need yeah, to justify yeah. this for whatever reason to yourself or to someone else, right? That you feel like this this uh, achieving this goal will and then more than likely you're going to achieve that goal and you're going to find out that it didn't yeah right you don't yeah feel that, you need you to work on whatever your, your problem is yeah, yeah. yeah then it doesn't really matter you're 100 right there brother that's um, for sure but yeah it, maybe that's another element you can look at it, jeremy too is working on w- yourself a little bit and so you can figure out like what it is you want as well not just what it is you're going for but also like kind of understanding that 
that job is not going to fill whatever hole of insecurity or self-esteem issues you have. Those are going to be your own to navigate. Could be any job. It's going to pop up. Even if you're doing the job you love, it's going to pop up. So, yeah, it's good advice for men. Um, good luck to you out there, Jeremy. Yeah, definitely. And and report back in when you find what it is you're doing. We'd love to know about it. Um, all right. I think what's the next one, Matt? Uh, Tarl Patton. All right. Tarl Patton. What do you Great got? name. <laughs> Says, hello, Matt and John. Uh, longtime listener. First time I've been able to help support the show on Patreon. Right in. All right. Well, Thanks, thank you, Tarl. I've uh, been listening since the beginning and love the show. Hope you guys are able to come to Houston soon. Anyway, my question for this email is, will you be keeping Topic Thunder available for everyone? Okay. It is. Oh, technically. true. Um, yeah, I think we'd... Yes, Tarl, to answer this, your email, because we don't mm-hmm. have to really get into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Topic Thunder is available. Now, the video is for, for patrons only. Right, right, right. But the audio, and you can still follow the audio uh, just with the still image of our logo on uh, YouTube. So it's available to everybody. Yeah. In um, some shape or form, it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess we'll move on. Yeah. Do the next one, man. That was just an easy answer. All right. Uh, Alex Russell says, uh, John, Matt, hello from Boston. Boston. My question slash story request mm. veers into the personal so, as always, only answer what you feel comfortable with. Well, I'm glad you laid down caveats. Thank you, bud. Yeah, exactly. Uh, personally, I love the banter, the chit-chat, the random stories that pop up between you guys so the negative Nancys out there can just pipe down. <laughs> uh, that got me thinking uh, that you both mentioned your significant others quite a bit, as you should. Uh, it led me to wonder, what is the story between, pardon me, behind how you met them? Love at first sight, slow burn. Friends before a relationship, any good date stories, any favorite movie-specific experiences, memories with them that come to mind or are embedded in your mind-slash-relationship. Wow. A random personal example for him. I love the movie Notting Hill, and it came out my senior year in high school. My girlfriend at the time arranged a skip day for us both to go on the day it came out uh, and have loved the movie and memory of seeing it ever since. Stay strong, Top Ten Nation, and looking forward to hearing the softer side of John and Matt. (laughs) Alex. Um, yeah. All right. Well, are there any stories you want to tell about your your fair lady? <laughs> you know, it's dangerous. There are certain stories that uh, can't be told in a public way. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I was uh, I think people have heard this before, but, you know, that uh, last relationship was pretty damaging to me. It took me a while to recover from it. Um, I think it was an element of my um, suicide attempt in 2016. And so I had to take some time. And I wasn't sure, you know, like I did all that therapy and coming out of it and I got onto Bumble and all Tinder and all that shit. And it was just starting to look like it was going to go down the hole again of like, just, you know, I'm not going to find anybody. It's totally fine. I'm coming to terms with it. I'm just going to be the best thing I can be for myself and Mm -hmm. see what the world brings. And then um, I was on Bumble and just saw a couple of pictures of Lindley and just sent a message. And then she responded back. And from there, we had a really great conversation around July 4th holiday. She was preparing stuff for a July 4th event and we were just talking and she was, cause I was into the, uh, you know, the cooking channel at the time, the food network, the ex-girlfriend of mine had been a big fan of it. So she had gotten me into the shows and I had stayed with it, some of the shows. And so when she started talking about all she was preparing, um, it seemed to me like the avenue to go in. And so we just started talking from there. And then 
she's the one that called it out. She goes, you know, we can keep talking or we can just meet up. And so she was, she's been the, the one that has been kind of driving the train a little bit in our mm-hmm. relationship for sure. And so, uh, and it was great, but I will say this, um, she's snooty about food. She's snooty as a chef or as a person. And so sure. it's, it's, it's difficult to pick restaurants. I am not a good restaurant picker. I'm tell you that right now, you know? And so, um, I remember our first date was nice. We met up at a place. She purposely came late to see if I would stay. Um, which I thought was a funny text. She claimed she didn't, but I know she did. And then, um, you know, we kissed at the end of the first date. So I was like, okay, there's interest here. Um, and then she's on the second date. Um, I picked a place that I thought was really cool. And we walked in and maybe halfway through the opening course, she just, we we were talking and she let out a snicker and I just, and I was like, what are you? And then she revealed how this had been a place that she had avoided because she, is it, she doesn't like chain places and she doesn't, it wasn't an IHOP or anything like that. It was a place called Sweetwater Grill. And for her, she was just like, this isn't the kind of stuff that she places she goes to. And so she was like kind of picking apart the food and it was very funny, but it, it wasn't in a way that was mean. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it was just very funny. So that's how sure. we kind of established our rapport that we had kind of a smart ass rapport between the both of us, but there's genuine affection. And the night continued and we went out to a brewery and we had some really great drinks. And that's where like, I sensed, and both both of us really sensed that there was something we were building here, but I didn't want to rush it. And for the first time ever in any relationship, I will say this, Alex and Matt, I, I didn't want to rush it. I wanted to take it slow. And I was usually the guy that was like, let's get into a relationship right now because that was all from low self-esteem and low self-confidence, which had been the issues behind my suicide stuff. And so now that I had done my therapy, come to terms with it, I was like, okay, there's no rush. If this is supposed to be for me, there's no rush. If there's genuine feelings here, there's no rush. And I'd never mm-hmm. done that before. And so we kind of took our time. She was ready to go, but I had to take a little bit of time to kind of feel what I wanted to feel, see if it was there, really believe it. I didn't want to commit to it till I was ready. And 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 we did. And I had a great time during the process. We had a wonderful time in El Segundo, wonderful time when we could hang out at my place. And then eventually we lived together in Beverly Hills and now in San Diego. So to me, it just kind of worked out. In, in a way, but she's always been, she's always picked the restaurants. I can't do that. Shit. I'm terrible at it. I'll pay. You pick it. That's even our anniversary, dude. I'm like, well, you pick the place. I'll pay. You know? I agree with her. If you're picking chain restaurants, <laughs> I'm, I'm just no good that. at it. I'm just no good at it, man. I uh, just like the, the Ellis palette of. <laughs> yeah. Mark Ellis. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude. It's just, it's, it's chain or nothing. Yeah. I understand what he's saying. It's like the consistency. I know exactly what I'm going to get, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Just bland, generic. The one of my favorite parts about the office space is flingers because that is a, oh, a yeah. stand-in for yeah Friday five different yeah exactly yeah. TGI Fridays, <laughs> but it's like five places: Red Robin, yeah Applebee's, uh, Applebee's, <laughs> Chili's. Yeah. Exactly, they're all the same. So it's like yes, I know what I'm getting, but you know what you're getting. So so. If, Chili's rolls out a new chicken sandwich and mm. it's successful. Then Applebee's is going to have their version and right. then whatever else. It's just like they all follow the same trend. So there's no uniqueness about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is the food good? Yeah. Usually, but it's nothing unique right. or interesting. No, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, I like Chili's, surprisingly, their fajitas. I've always been a big fan. Yeah. I like their fajitas too. It's good fajitas. Yeah, we I'm never I, I can never take her there like the the 
the the most she ever gives me is IHOP every once in a while. I love I IHOP. I can't do that. Oh, yeah, I love it. Fucking harvest grain yeah. pancakes, incredible. Yeah, as much as I love Chili's fajitas, there's three Mexican restaurants that are <laughs> mom and popped by my house that have fajitas that are also excellent. Yeah, agreed. So might as well go to the mom and pop. Because at least the, it goes to them. It's staying. I try and do that. I try and eat local as much as I possibly can. That's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you? You can tell me. You tell you tell your story with Catherine. Uh, I mean, we were friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, when we met, I wanted nothing more than to date her. You know, she was a fun, hot number when she was younger. Not saying she's not now, but she's like <laughs> this fun, hot girl. And I was, uh, I was fat depressed alcoholic it's like i had every red flag you know and she wanted no part of it she was happy to be friends with me and i totally you know at the time i knew i wasn't a catch right did you but reveal though that you were interested oh yeah 100 percent. she knew wow wow well eventually it got to the point where it was like after six months i try i was trying actively mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just like this is not going to happen so i i walked away and then i was like yeah i told her flat i was like i can't do this anymore yeah um, oh right, because I'm friends with you and I want you, but I can't. Yeah, be but you don't with you, want. So you I can't. Yeah. I can't do sense. this anymore. I cannot hang out with you because mm-hmm. I want something that you're not willing to reciprocate, and that's fine if you don't want to. I'm not right. saying you're a bad person. Right. It's like I get it. And then it was like uh, we didn't talk to each other for a couple months, and then she hit me up. And she was like, "Hey, you want to go grab some dinner?" And I was like, mm-hmm. "I'm not doing anything. Let's go grab some dinner." And then we just maintained our friendship for the next you know number of years, wow. and then eventually we started dating. And uh, we were married six months later. What was the moment? You're an ass. You jumped over all the stories. What was the moment where you well, realized? It's, well, it's like you know. six years of us like hanging out every couple of weeks and going, grabbing uh, some food or something. But what was the moment you knew you wanted to marry her? Um, or what was the moment you knew she wanted to marry? It was it was the either one of the, which which came first? Well, I mean, we were talking about the marriage before I ever proposed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We started picking the date and the location before I had technically proposed. Gotcha. Did you so, know, like when you got together with her immediately, that this could be the pretty quickly? I was just okay. like, yeah, 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 this is everything, because I already get along with her. We're, I, right. We're, she was my best friend. Right, right, right. Um, I'll never forget. I was hanging out um, with one of one of my other, you know, best friends, but and we were talking, and I was like, oh, they were asking me what I was doing for, you know, uh, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm going to hang out with my best friend. And her family. And he was like, her family? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I've known you for like nine years. Who is this? What is she's more? She's closer than I am. And I was like, oh, dude, I've been hanging out <sighs> with her. Like, what? And then he's a comic. So I was like, she was a waitress and sometimes bartending. He's like, oh, okay, I know her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just she was my best friend for a long time. And we could go months without seeing each other. And we just <laughs> then hang out because I, I moved up here. And then, like, a year later, she moved to Orange County. That's where her mm. family's from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But then we'd only see each other, like, every three, four months at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she opened the pizza shop, and I went down there just to see the shop and to hang out. And uh, Right. But, you know, it was still every, like, three, four months and whatnot. And then, uh, I don't know, started dating. And, it, you know, from there, it was like, okay, I already, we both know we have the rapport. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so long as the other side of this uh, comes to fruition. Good to go. Good Are you go. allowed to reveal the moment when she said yes to the date? Like finally, like when did you sense the tide turning? Oh no, she hit me up. Right. 
Oh, uh, no, instead. after years of you guys being friends. Yeah. Then one day she reached out to you. Did, now, you had been okay with it at this point, being friends with her. Oh, I thought she was going to get married before to another guy. <sighs> so you were just like, okay, me. I'll always yeah. have a thing for her, but well, you know what? I'd rather keep her friendship. Well, no, at that point it was, uh, yeah, I guess I, even if we'd stay friends for the rest of my life, I've always, just like a lot of girls, it's yeah. nothing against my wife. It's just like, I'm always going to have a thing for you because I've had a thing for you. Right, right, right. I've got exes where, yes, it was disastrous to be other, but I'll still have a thing for you. <laughs> yeah, mentally. You know, even though I know it's toxic we, for me. Yeah, once we plant the flag, the flag. Yeah, once you form remains. an attachment to, it's never going to go away, even though I know you're Looney Tunes. <laughs> this is true. It's yeah, 100%. it's just like, it's so, it's, <laughs> not specifically, but she just had been doing yeah. a lot of self-reflection, I guess, and text me and was like, hey, here's where I'm at, mm. and this has been my thought process for a while, mm. and I think after all these years you know i'm kind of slow on the burn here but i'd like to give this a shot wow and i was out of town and i was like well i'm back i'm back in two weeks she knew i was out of town i get a ticket tonight <laughs> i'll be right back well we had, it, it was right around christmas and i was gone oh. visiting my family afterwards right on, right on. but i had uh uh you know seen her roughly around the holidays so she knew i right. was gone I was like, and I'm you, gone for the next couple of weeks. And you both had dated other people, been in other relationships yeah. during this whole year's type thing. Yeah. And then eventually the And they come to find out that she was she didn't like a few of them out of pure jealousy. <laughs> and I was like, well, you don't get to have those feelings. Yeah, you turn this down. Yes, girl. you turn this down. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the guy that she was dating before, I thought she was going to marry. And I was totally, wow. I was never uh, shitty to him or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I was always nice to him because he was, in the, you know, to me, he was a nice guy. It turned out that the two of them together was not yeah. good. Toxic situation. Yeah. yeah. Happens. But afterwards, you know, they broke up and I don't know how many months later we started dating and he messaged me and he's like, you know what? I'm glad it's you. Wow. That's was very like, magnanimous of him. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, thanks. Thanks, man. You know, I hope you're doing well. But I was never shitty to him. I was yeah, always yeah. supportive and I've tried to like, there's no chance for us. That's fine. Yeah. I, I wish you well. I hope you have a good life. I want you. I care right, about right, you. Right, right, right. Uh, that's why we've been friends for so long. I care about all my friends. Well, and that's the thing you learn, right? I mean, I didn't learn that until I went through the therapy is that, like, if you care for somebody, you want what's best for them. And what's mm -hmm. best for them might not be you. Yeah, 100%. And, and that's the hard, for me, at least, the way I was raised, the emotional intelligence that I was uh, kind of raised with, it was me or nobody. And and it was not a now I realize obviously years later it really wasn't a very healthy way to be and mm -hmm. when I learned to become friends with my ex girlfriends that's when things kind of really changed for me and you understand like hey it's all right you know what because they they're clearly not the right person for you and so that's what you have to come to terms with and but I think too much of our ego gets involved and I'm not judging anybody because certainly I had mm -hmm. that issue too much of your ego gets involved in those situations and so if anybody young is listening. This oh, yeah. thing you have to understand. You have to understand that if you really care for the person and you want to be with them, but they don't want to be with you, or it's not the right time, or you guys aren't the right mix, it's too toxic, you're fighting all the time, it's not the right situation. And you've got to do what's best for them, which is to get out of the situation. And and if they move on, if they get out of the situation because they want to do what's best for them, yeah, it'll hurt and it'll suck and you'll cry and all that shit. But if you really care for them, mm -hmm. you want them to go be happy with someone they can be happy with 100%. Yeah. It's not easy to do. Plus, there are added benefits, too. I had hmm. numerous exes over the years that we stayed on good terms. Yeah. And uh, 
Every once in a while. Get yeah, every once in a while I'll be like, yeah. hey, uh, you want to get out of here? Let's yeah, let's get out of here. Yeah. All right, let's go. <laughs> Just like uh, I had uh, quite a few like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's nice mm-hmm. because you both know this is not going to happen. Right. Right. But I do get along with you. We do share. It's safe. It's comfort. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. just like I, I, neither of us has to, you know, put on our best face and act like some version of ourselves that we're not because we're trying to impress somebody. Yeah. Uh, just like, uh, yeah, you know what? Let's uh, this, this party's kind of dying down. You want to? Yeah, I do. All right, let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. It. Yeah, those days are gone, obviously. Uh, yeah, duh. Yeah, same here. Duh. Although I have had one ex propositioning me, knowing me full well that I am married. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Do you want to get out of here? I'm sorry, I can't. I'm married. <laughs> She's not here, is she? Oh, no. Okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry, but I am married. I do love my wife. Ooh, that's terrible. That is terrible. Woof, man. Yeah. Uh, although I did appreciate it, and I found it flattering. <laughs> of course. It's and nice thankfully, I know show. Catherine doesn't listen to Topic Thunders, so she's never going to hear that story. Uh, but yeah, it definitely. Uh, sounds like there's nothing wrong with a nice ego stroke. That's huge. No, it's great. I do yeah. that every once so we're going out, and it yeah. would be it's some random woman and be like, do you see that? Oh, God, she was throwing me heat. You missed that? <laughs> oh. Her. <laughs> Uh, if I order somewhere and go sit outside and be like, oh, the waitress just slipped me her digits. Do you mind if I? <laughs> Is this cool? <laughs> Look, I fully believe that uh, Lindley's exes reach out to her. I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm very confident and strong in what we oh, yeah. built. And so it's like, it's only, it's a, if it's a good ego stroke for her, what, what I don't get hurt yeah. in any way, shape, or form. So no, that's good. It's human, you know? If it, I have faith. That yeah. you're not going to do that because exactly. I wouldn't do it to you. Right. Right. And I'm just going to choose to believe that because yeah. the flip side of that is you're that super aggressive. Who the fuck are you talking to? And she's right. like, whoa. Exactly. Which is uh, never good. Which yeah. Never good. Which someone that she and I know consistently dates guys like that. Wow. And it's like, well, clearly you like those types yes. of individuals. You may say you don't, exactly. but you keep ending up with the same with type of these guy. super jealous. Yeah. Let me see your phone. And you're like, oh, my fucking God. Too too many people don't understand that they are. Okay. I want to make sure I walk this, uh, say this correctly. They're the architects of their own demise. Exactly. It's not that you deserve it. No one's saying that. But we are saying that if you are consistently in the same kind of relationship, and I know from my own experience, it's because Mm -hmm. um, you in some way are getting satisfied by a relationship like this. Yeah. In some fucked up, whatever, psychological, weird way you are. Yeah, if it's you're the common denominator yeah. in this in crazy soup of nonsense, to me at least, yeah. I can't exist like that. No, yeah, I no, remember I-, I dated a girl and dated a strong, like we were young kids type of thing. Yeah, 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 but it took me until years later to find out that uh, to to piece it together. But she was definitely abused. Oh wow! And to see the types of stuff that she responded to, and she yeah. tried to provoke me into, yeah. and it took me a long time. And ref- like we were young kids, it was like freshman year in mm-hmm, high school mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. of but it took you know 10 years later whatever the case is and be like i oh, start to piece together yes and it lasted like all of two months or whatever a high school fling lasts you know type right, of thing. Right. but like wow all these patterns really lead me to believe yeah she was psychologically at the very least yeah it's like it's it's strange but then she came to expect that from a relationship right 
Right. Um, that that like, symbolized yeah, love to her. And you're like, yeah. Oh, this is and fun. care and compassion, not yeah. compassion, but care. You don't care unless you do these things. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's not how I was raised. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. But you learn that it's, it's part of life. You know, you yeah. live and you learn and you, you, you hope you yeah, hope. get some wisdom and some, some perspective yeah. on things. Yeah, and yeah. hopefully she yeah. found whatever happiness she was looking for in anybody out there. Yeah. I hope she's come to terms with that too. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. Yeah. Hopefully that was real enough for you, Alex. How about that? buddy? <laughs> How's that for a cute story? Yep. How's that for the softer, uh, Matt and John? <laughs> Tell those negative Nancy's or whatever you call them to, to shove it. I hate it, man. The, the sun uh, comes in this oh, time of year because of the know, shift in the axis. So now yeah. that's from this window, bam, I gotta sit <laughs> either super close or super far back. I got no choices here. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Daylight saving time is fucking me up too. Uh, it's, oh, I hate that. It's the worst. I'm having a rough, rough day. Today uh, it feels like it's getting darker earlier this year. Oh yeah. I know. It does feel that way. It's fucking does COVID man. Mess with the sun. <laughs> Walked out at 5 p.m. like, what the fuck is yeah, going on here, man? Usually that doesn't happen until December where it's yeah. like 5, 5.30 and then it's dark. Yeah. At least in my head. Now it's, man, it is. Anyway. It's super dark. All right, let's get out of here. Thank you all so much for watching or listening to this episode of uh, Topic Thunder. We appreciate it madly. And if you want to be one of the people like these uh, people who sent in questions today, shout out to all of them. Very, very kind. Uh, Alex Russell. Uh, Tarl Payton and uh, Jeremy Bowers. Well, you can go to the uh, top 10 uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash the top 10 there to be a part of it. Um, uh, and uh, at the $5 and above level, you get sent in questions. And hey, I can't encourage you enough. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been doing the show six years. Our Patreon is starting to go down a little bit. So this is my PBS push, 188 PBS push to get you all to subscribe at a higher level or to encourage more people to mm -hmm. subscribe at a higher level so we can go back to those numbers we were doing before because we do want to get back out on the road with the show eventually when, when it goes down. So when everything kind of goes back to normal or some version of normal. And so we'd love to be able to do that, but it's going to take your help to be able to do that. And some of you have asked, can we just send in money whenever we want? And it's like, yeah, you can on our paypal so if you want to know what our paypal account is email us um at uh, top 10 podcast at gmail.com and we'll send you the link and you can send in whatever donation you'd like but supporting us on the patreon and telling other people about us and how to support on the patreon is really essential anyway i just wanted to make the push there man i i agree um yeah. and we get it i mean it naturally fell off every a lot of people have had a tough Yes, year and a half. It's been a weird up and down for quite a few people. Mm -hmm. um, so fully understandable. And those that do support us, uh, we appreciate it. Absolutely. And it really it keeps the show going. So yep. for everybody, all our different patrons that support us, uh, we are here today. Thanks to you. Yes. Because if we didn't have that, I don't know that this show would uh, exist in, in this yeah. form. It wouldn't make sense for us to keep going without the support yeah. we get from the patrons. patrons we could divide honestly. our time and, and yeah. maximize other things. Yeah. So if you um, love the top 10, you want to see it keep going, this is how you do that. This is not just, uh, you know, talk in the air. It's real talk. Supporting us, you know, upping your support on the Patreon, all of that is essential to making sure we've got uh, what we need to make the show keep going. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. And maybe instead of the PayPal thing, we'll just create a another tier on Patreon or something if you want to go to that. Yeah. We should do that. I'm down. Uh, yeah. That. Or something. Uh, who knows? But um, yeah. to everybody that does support us, we appreciate it. Madly. And, uh, and thanks for sending in your questions this week. Mm -hmm. 
You can follow the show at Top 10 Show on Twitter, on Instagram, and uh, YouTube. It is forward slash the Top 10 Podcast with the number 10. So please hit us up, and you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. And you can follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Thunder.